Yo, 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 this is Nick Jones. This is Jonathan. What's going on? You guys are listening to the Pour Out the Popcorn podcast, and today we're going to be addressing doing a movie review for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I don't really know how to pronounce it, but... The beloved Marvel character from the 70s. Um, I saw the movie a few days ago. I really enjoyed it. What did you think of it, Nick? I mean, I thought it was great. It was um, it's definitely in the upper echelon of the, the Marvel movies. I feel like they're starting to try harder in terms of the quality of the movies. Maybe um, all the other directors talking shit um, got to them. Well, the other thing is you can't really like, you can't go half-assed on like something with that's like got cultural significance. Uh, maybe that's the case. Well, right now anyway, you can't or else you're going to get killed. I mean, I'm looking forward to that new Eternals thing because that looks like it's going to be good too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Eternals, Eternals is going to be lit. Yeah, I feel like Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige, they're like, they they know it can be successful now. The experiment's done. Like they know Marvel. They got the formula. They can make the money. I feel like now they're trying to make better movies. Well, and before um, there was stuff that they wouldn't do because they thought it would look goofy on screen. Now they don't care. Now they're they're established. They got the budgets. They're ready to go. Yeah, I mean they're definitely more willing to put money into stuff now, and that's a great thing I think because. Uh, I mean, this movie was fantastic. Let's, but let's get into it. Uh, when we, when we uh, run that trailer. All right, go start off with the Shang Chi trailer. Shang Chi. Hey, can we get real for a second? We've been friends for ten years. I know that you don't like to talk about your life, but a guy with a freaking machete for an arm just chopped our butt in half. Yo, um, the trailer was dope, man. And that that train scene, you mean the, bu- the bus, the bus, scene, scene, the bus scene. scene was probably like one of the best scenes in Marvel, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the only other fight scene in Marvel that comes close is the uh, either the boat 
um, rescue fight scene with Captain America and uh, Batroc the Leaper, or the um, very first fight scene between the Winter Soldier and Captain America in The Winter Soldier. Uh, the fight choreography was flawless in Shang-Chi. It's A1. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I was disappointed, though. I thought that... Uh, I thought he would have more of a back and forth with the with the masked... Uh, that masked fighter. Yeah, they made it seem as if that uh, he's going to be like... Like a like a more of an adversary towards... Or physical adversary towards uh, Shang-Chi in the trailer. And just in general, when you, you know, when you start the movie and it looks like, okay, that might be a big, bad fight for him. Yeah, something that he might have to overcome mentally, maybe, because that's the dude that was whipping him while he was working. And... Yeah, but... Right. but nah, that, dude, uh, that dude got handled... Uh... <laughs> light work. <laughs> light, work. Light, light work. Light work in that movie, man. Yo, Shang-Chi just, just came and whooped him. It's like, okay. But I guess, you know, if you're a living weapon, you got to be able to yeah. put hands on folks like that. So. <laughs> put hands on folks, man. Boy, oh, them hands, them hands. Simu Lu before this really like I was expecting him to have like a whole bunch of like uh, different fight like movies under his belt or a bunch of like choreography type of things but he's in a, a comedy called Kim's Convenience Store where he's doing none of that but Yo, just being funny he's being hilarious and it translated well because I mean he was actually more of a, a like a straight man to uh, to uh, Aquafina's funny man, mm-hmm. um, and it worked really well. the The back and forth play between them was very, very, very enjoyable. Um, it was very funny, I think. Yeah, Aquafina was killing it. They did a good job uh, mixing in the humor with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about this uh, this movie, I gotta say, is uh, it was almost like two movies. How you how you figure? What, what do you mean? Like in the way that two like two movies, it was almost kind of jarring how they went from what we started off with uh-huh. to like now all of a sudden there's a lot of mysticism going on and there's all these like creatures with no fate. Like it started off like really grounded. Well, I feel like it stayed grounded and the whole overall central theme of the movie is like growing up and taking responsibility for what you're supposed to be doing. Oh. Like that was the whole thing. Cause you know, they're starting off as uh as what uh, valet people. Right. And like, even though Aquafina got like 10 degrees from like the best schools in the country or something like that, but she's parking cars, which I don't know. I feel like it's kind of dumb, but well, she just didn't. She just, I think she was always afraid to take on more responsibility because it means that she would have expectations. And I, I get that, but school ain't cheap. <laughs> but I mean, if you're her. You might have gotten in those schools for free. That's true. If you're if you're a genius, you just get these scholarships. You're scoring a 32 on the ACT. Hey, that's entirely possible. You may be right on that, but uh, still, I don't know. But yeah, I shared I, not for you. I shared her uh, parents' disappointment. Yeah, same here. I, I shared like, I shared her parents' disappointment, and but I did like her overall role. Uh, you know, before. You know, up and through and before you got to the mysticism thing, mm-hmm. because it pretty much just shattered the uh, like, the, like Asian women can't drive stereotype. I think that's what they were trying to do. Shit, shattered the women can't drive stereotype too. <laughs> yeah, because she was in, wh- in in general. She was whipping. She was whipping everything, man. Yeah, even the bus. The with bus. No, uh, no steering wheel. Right. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> Get out. No steering wheel. No back wheels. No brakes. No brakes. Yo, she was whipping that thing. Oh man, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I, she was probably my favorite part of the movie, other than like the fight scenes, personally. Oh, for sure, yeah, she was up there. She was up there. Um, I like they gave uh, Mr. Razorhand some. Uh, they gave him some personality. Yeah, they don't really do that for uh, a lot of the like first few villains you fight or the first you know bad guys you know you beat down in terms of like uh, in, in terms of any movie actually not even just Marvel movies just the movies in general like that first like boss fight as it were right you don't know nothing about that guy right he's silent the whole time and he really doesn't you know show much after that but like after that you know we get to find out that dude got a dope ride yo got razor hand just printed on the side of his Flavor, truck right <laughs> yup <laughs> Yo, you got some sauce on that truck, man. Yeah, so um, a couple things about this movie uh, that we go into is um, Marvel did a good job with uh, with actually bringing in the Asian characters and bringing in, you know, the Asian the Asian directors and all that stuff. Um, they didn't, they have parts of the movie where they could have just made them all speak English, but no, they spoke, you know, Chinese. And yeah. they made you have to read the uh, read subtitles. the subtitles, and that's that might be something that's really small, but that's really big because yeah, you know they didn't have to do that. They did not, and uh, I like that they did. It added a little, it added more of a, an air of authenticity to the whole, to the whole overall storytelling method that they decided to go with. Um, it seemed more real. It, it added to the immersion. I think made it a little bit more believable. Um, but Simu Lu, man. I think he has a bright future in uh, the MCU. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, you said uh, Aquafina, her character, or the actress that plays her, was in some other movie? Um, Yeah, she was a part of, I believe, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, now, did you see that movie? I did not, but I've heard nothing but good things. I might have to check it something, out. Something I've been meaning to check out. It's been on my list for a, a long time. Um, she was in that other Disney movie, Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, I like that one. Was she? She was the. Was she the main character? I, I haven't seen it. I couldn't tell you because that voice does sound familiar. Yep, yep. But uh, Raya and the Last Dragon—that was another Disney movie that they actually did their thing with. Hmm. I once again, Disney—you know—doesn't tend to miss that often. They do. Well, not... I mean, they got all the money; they could get the best actors, the best writers. writers. Yeah, more than I think, more contributing to anything else. Is, ah, yes, is. she was the dragon. She was the dragon. Okay, the dragon was one of the most hilarious parts of that movie. It all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she has a bright future in MCU too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they're bringing her along, and I, I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. And they got they got some some other heavy hitter uh, act, actors and actresses for this movie. Um, they had Michelle. Yo. Michelle Yeoh from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's a big name out there. Yo. So she has some more authenticity. And she did her thing, man. Um, the the choreography where she's like training Shang Chi in like the like the mystic fighting style mm. or whatever it is is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, haven't seen anything like that since. I think the last time I saw something that like visually beautiful in terms of like a, a fight piece is um, Jet Li's uh, oh gosh, Hero. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good movie. That's a great movie. And so, if you look through even the the guy that played the Mandarin, um, <laughs> Tony Luang, he's in Hero, and he's in a lot of these movies. He where... was in Hero. 
Yeah, he's a he's a big heavy hitter too. So they went and got the people. They got the right people. Yeah, Marvel went and got the right people for the job. Mm-hmm. So that's partially why this movie, like you know, succeeded the way it did. Oh, it really did. Um, regarding the plot, you know, um, it's, would you call it a coming of age story? I would. That's exactly what it is. It is a, a well, now can't call it textbook, but it, it's closest textbook as you can possibly get without it being such of a coming of age story. Um, main character starts the movie relatively childish, relatively irresponsible. By the end of the movie, he's not that anymore. He's a very responsible, upstanding uh, guy. But I like the twist that, you know, he still knows how to have fun come the end. Um, that little after, after credit scene. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, yeah. we'll get to We'll that. get to that. We'll get to that. But I, I did like that, that they, uh, they kept that up. Um, they explored um, themes of family in a different way as well, and uh, well, and and in a you know in the traditional Chinese sense as well, mm-hmm. right? Like there was a lot of a lot of things like when they were talking about um, oh that's Grandpa's seat, right? yeah, like because that was the day you know that like uh, his death anniversary yeah. I think it was, mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess his spirit comes and get to take some stuff back right yeah that's how that works you know grandma leaving whiskey on the gravesite for him you know she said she's like yeah no i believe in it because every time i come back that whiskey's gone (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was funny um yeah i mean i think it'd be cool to see a little bit no not too much more they didn't have to delve too much too deeply into it but i i think i think it would have been nice to have gotten a little bit more light shed on katie's family Mm -hmm. dynamic yeah um, cause we only spend with them and they, they're very impactful for the little time that we do spend with them in the film. I think it was maybe like five minutes, six minutes at, at the most of, uh, seeing them interact. Uh, and there is a, a large impact there, but, uh, well, cause, because they became Sean's new family. Essentially. Right. So he developed after he leaves, you know, his old family behind, mm-hmm. he kind of gets adopted by them in a, in a sense. Yeah. The, the mom, grandma, little brother, everybody knows him, concerned about him. He's welcome to sit down and have breakfast. Little brother was hating a little bit, though. A little bit. He's like, yo, why don't you do some of my chores instead of coming here and eating all, all our food every time? I mean, but yeah, I mean, but that's like standard little brother stuff. That is standard little brother stuff. I mean, I can speak because I'm, I'm I'm somebody's little brother, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to talk shit when you can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get your, get your jabs in. <laughs> got to get them jabs in. Got to get them jabs in. Um... So, who do you think the MVP of the movie is? I mean, we're going to go right into that. The MVP of the movie... You know what's weird? And mm-hmm. the weird thing, the funny thing about this movie is, even though, like, Shang-Chi's the star... Yeah. But he's almost not the star. He's outshined at every turn. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the dude. You know, yeah. great actor. And, you know... He's the star based on the writing kind of made him the, the protagonist, the main character. Mm-hmm. But there are so many parts of this movie where it's like, he's kind of like overshadowed by like the cast. Yeah. Um, Aquafina does, I mean, she kind of steals, she steals the show. Um, she really does. Every turn. Every, turn. Um, every scene in the movie, you know, and that might be a function of, like you said, like he's playing the straight man to her, you know, funny man. But still, it's like she's still in the show. When his sister shows up, she's still in the show. When his dad shows up, 
He's definitely stealing the show. He's stealing the show. Man. You know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, I mean, the MVP, ooh, it's, that's that's actually tougher than, than than I'm thinking, right? Yeah, no. I originally had came in with the idea that it should be one person, but now thinking about it a bit, a bit more, everybody really shined. Everybody yeah. really, really shined, and they shined well. Because uh, the Mandarin was doing his thing. He absolutely was. He he was never not intimidating on screen, which is what you want for like, like I you can't really call him like the full like the big bad villain, but he was right. he was essentially filling the villain role for a, a good chunk of that movie. Well, can we talk about before we start giving out the awards? Okay. Um, yo, Marvel's been doing better with their villains. They have. They really, um, really have. Well, I think it was a step back with kind of uh, Black Widow. We're not. This is not a Black Widow pile. But no. Um, I think the main villain that one was a bit forgettable, but absolutely forgettable. <laughs> like I don't even remember the guy's name. Don't remember his name at all. <laughs> um, but but the Mandarin was. A, I mean, he was complex. He wasn't just a straight up. Bat. I mean, he was an evil dude. Yeah. You know, but he found some found some power. You know, and he used it to take over X, Y, and Z. Became as powerful as he could get, and he decided that that wasn't enough. I mean, he did what one does when you get power. Right. You use it. And then he got saying? bored, right? Like, yeah, at mm-hmm. some point he was like, well, I've got all this power. What else, right? And so mm-hmm. then that's when he got to looking for um, Tao Lao. Yeah. And then that's when he meets Shang's mother. Shang's mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he falls in love. He's like, at this point, he's thinking, yo, I'm the most powerful dude out here. And then he runs into someone that bests him, even though he has these mystical rings and he can't die or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they say he's like a thousand years old, man. Crazy. So, um, yeah, Marvel's been doing that thing with the villains. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like the first, like, well-flushed-out villain we got to see in Marvel was probably, like, Killmonger, right? Yeah, yeah, to an extent. Um, you know, man, I, now I gotta, I don't wanna bring up my Michael B. Jordan points, uh, but... I mean, Killmonger, he was alright. He, he was a good villain. Well, despite what you think about uh, his his character, his motivations, or whatever, in terms of flushed out, you understood Killmonger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what the point that I was trying to make. Like right. they, he wasn't just a faceless bad guy that you know you have to go beat. Right. Like he had motivations, and you understood them. So this was the point that people and they weren't petty. They weren't. There weren't so much as petty motivations. Just like, you know, Thanos was like one of those. Yeah. Um, or the the bad guy from Obadiah Stane from Iron Man 1. Right. Just wanted to sell shit illegally and make money. Right. You yeah, know? that was kind of like, it's kind of like a flimsy, uh, that was almost like a flimsy, like, yo, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, you gotta do all this to do that? Like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Mandarin, he had, you know, he fell in love. He even put the rings down. Mm-hmm. Um, Started the family, got the 1.5 children. Or two kids, but you know, he treated her, you know. But I mean, well, he treated the daughter the way he treated her because she reminded her of the, you know, and which is really fucked up. And I, I guess is a, I guess that's a thing that happens with people, right? Like, you, you lose somebody, you see somebody that looks just like them, and it makes you feel bad. I guess. Yeah, and well, and part of it is also guilt, right? Because mm-hmm. um, everything that transpired with the people coming to uh, his home and murdering his wife was all because of him direct result of his own actions right like just 100 percent consequences um 
which adds another layer to his character. Because uh, even even he doesn't act as if he knows this. At some level, he has to know that. Ooh. You know? Um, like, his wife was in a mystic hidden city for her entire existence. She ain't got no enemies. <laughs> like, nobody nobody knows who she is. Nobody would have cared who she was until she married, you know, the guy with the ten rings. Mm-hmm. You know? So, he had to have known that uh, at some level. Um... But then, you know, we get to see how Shang and his sister were raised. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty wild. Was. I mean, he went, like, when he went right back into his Mandarin role, he went all the way back in. No, no half-stepping, no half-measures. He just went right in there. Like, he gave his son away to get beat up, to turn him into a, an assassin. And at that point, he's using his, his son as, well, like, like he's called, like a little weapon, like, Mm-hmm. You know, my son's going to be the one I'm going to send him out and he's going to go take care of something that really is my responsibility. Yes. And they imply it heavily, though I don't know how it's supposed to work if he can't die, but he's implying it that when he was training his son like that, that his son was supposed to inherit the Ten Rings from him. Yes. Yeah. Well, I imagine because even before that, it almost seemed like he had grown bored with you know, immortality and, you know. As one does. Yeah. Like, he's just like, and and then he found his wife, which ended up, you know. Sparking something up. Right, which is why he ended up going longer and longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I imagine after, you know, Sean was like sufficiently trained and, you know, ready to take over, he'd be like, you know what? I'm done with this world. I'm ready to see what's next. Mm -hmm. The rings are yours. The organization is yours. I'm out. Yes, and I, I think that's the implication, but I don't really see that in his character. You know what I mean? It, there's nothing about him that makes you think that he's willing to give up power in any regard. Well, aside from love. Well, he gave it up for love. That's true. That, nope, you're right. You're right. That, mm-hmm. that is the, the one caveat. He did put the rings down when he married the old girl. So. And I don't imagine he would leave until... He knows his family can defend itself. Yeah. Because of what happened before. True. True, 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 true. Um, so, yeah, very, uh, I mean, they, they made a complex villain. They did they did their thing. Did and the even thing. though they still did the thing that Marvel does so much where they kill him off at the end. <laughs> yeah. They gotta I, stop it's doing okay that. in this in this instant to, to me because they, you know, they created another one. Right. Oh, yeah. They really did. Um, and that's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, now, when we get introduced to Shung's sister, uh, like the fight arena, the fight arena, and like there, there's some fun things and funny things that happen in the fight arena. Um, we meet Ryan Choi's uh, character, John John, and he's hilarious. Uh, and like he, it, when when we first arrive to the fighting arena, it eludes the fact that he's like running the place, though they never expli- explicitly say it. Um, and they tricked my boy, man, with his signature. They really did. Like <laughs> part of that is his fault, because like, yo, why, why are you, are you why reading? Are you just, why are you just signing random shit without reading it? That, yeah. That's a huge problem that a lot of people have. Never sign anything without reading it thoroughly and understanding it. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, and like, and also that's actually something that I thought that was kind of realistic, and I, I like that they did that. 
is uh, that bus fight scene went online and went viral. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. It's like, okay, yeah. Because so much of these things in uh, the MCU would absolutely go viral. Yo, like, for the battle for New York, I mean, if you, you, you got to believe that there's there's some dumb person not running away as the Shatari destroying the city. They, they got their phone out on IG Live going, yo, we out here, we avenging stuff, you know what I'm saying? No, that definitely happened. Someone, you know that someone, someone, was, someone was out there trying to record it. They had to have been, um, and actually, uh, the 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 guy I don't think he has he's ever named, uh, but the guy who does the recording of it, uh, his commentary during the whole fight as he's recording it was hilarious. Yeah. It was very very funny. Yeah, he was doing his thing. He was very much doing his thing. Uh, but yeah, no. So he's he's viral. So like, oh yeah, he comes to the arena. It's like, oh, we got the bus boy. And which is a terrible name, I think. Nah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds like he's cleaning up tables. They could, they could, they could have figured. They could have gave him a better nickname. They really could have. <laughs> I guess you gotta say it so the people. Oh yeah, dude from the. Okay, dude from the clip. Yeah. Uh, and he just he just goes in for the center ring, and who do we find in the center ring when he's walking up? You see Wong and the other. I mean, Wong was big surprise. Yes. Second big surprise, the abomination, which we have no idea. What he's been doing in these past, like you know, twelve ten, years. Yeah, yeah. Right. you ain't seen him since uh, Edward Norton was the Hulk. <laughs> right, real and, talk. And you see, he evolved a little bit. He got the fins on him now. Mm-hmm. Um, quick behind the scenes moment: they wanted him to look like that in the original, you know, in the Hulk. Okay. But they were like, "Oh, that would look way too weird." Now, why they decided that that was too weird? Next to what he ends up looking like anyway. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know like how, uh, like the scales on that go, but. It doesn't really make much sense. But yeah. So, I mean, that's back when Marvel was very concerned. And, well, I guess that was distributed by Universal, but. That's true. Uh, that's back when people making comic book movies were very concerned about how weird things looked on screen. Yeah. Because Ang Lee's Hulk movie just wasn't good. <sighs> All right, we don't got to bring that up. We're tainting, <laughs> we're tainting Shang-Chi's... Uh... Yeah, we, we, we are. We are going off track. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, but yeah, so Wong's in there with the Abomination. And just looking at the matchup, I'm like, yo, Wong don't stand no chance. You wouldn't think that he would, you know? Especially considering what you've seen Wong do in any of the movies. Like, he hasn't done much in terms of fighting. No. Like, and it, you know his powers is what the little fucking light show like who what is that gonna do yo uh, but uh yeah so to everybody to my surprise at the very least he won that fight he did he got the he made the portal made dude punch himself in the mouth now part of me's like was that fight fixed it might have been fixed <laughs> the way that things were going down you know it might have been that way and the way Wong is now I'm like I'm not sure that his character wouldn't not allow him to like fix a fight to get some money. Straight up. <laughs> like seeing seeing Wong and how he behaves. So you know Dr. Strange ain't got no money because he tried to get Dr. Strange to buy him a sandwich. Well, I mean Dr. Strange got the money from when he was a doctor. You know. He you know he had to have some of that invested, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't, he ain't Iron Man rich, but he ain't, he ain't hurting, you know what I'm saying? He ain't poor. Well, then he's stingy, because I remember <laughs> Wong asked him to get, grab him a sandwich, and he was acting like he couldn't do that. I mean, 
like he ain't, like I said, he ain't rich, but you know that's you know how you turn you turn not rich very quickly. Yeah, buying niggas sandwiches. That's, like that's, that's true. <laughs> so Juan was in there. Juan Juan won the fight. Yeah, and then they so they throw Shang in the ring, and he's like, the only reason he even agrees to it is because. Uh, the character's name is John John says like yo I'll help you find whoever you're looking for you know after you do this fight and he's like alright but now at this point do you think John John knows that that's his sister actually it's kind of obvious that he does when we find out later that that his sister is going to be entering the ring this is all a setup this is 100% a setup Uh, there's no way that he could not have known that because having seen the busboy thing there's no way that his sister hadn't seen that video too you know, it's like, oh, hey, that's my brother. Fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, there's no way that uh, that she hadn't seen it too. Uh, but uh, she steps into the ring with him, and she puts that beating on him. Now, I mean, I think he's holding back. Oh, he's definitely holding back. But she does put that beating on him. And she hits him in the nuts, man. Why women, like, y'all don't know that that's out of bounds? Like that. I mean, I guess it's like a no holds barred type of situation, yeah, but like, but, why did why do you go there? Like, yeah, like relax. Yo, chill. Like you, I was already letting you hit me in the face. For real? Like that wasn't enough. Straight up, like why you gotta go for the family jewels, man? Like yo, that's your brother too. Like that's the most that's the most messed up part about it to me. Like yo, you want you you don't want no nieces and nephews? Like that's how you feel? Right. So that happens. She beats him up. She gets a little. And that, at that point, I'm thinking, okay, well, she got her revenge at that point, right? Yeah. Um, the Ten Rings enter the uh, the arena. At this point, we're like, okay, they want these necklaces. We don't know why they really want the necklaces. Or what the necklaces do. Or what they do. And, you know, spoiler alert, they don't really do all that much. I mean, they do a lot, but they, I was thinking they had, like, some, some Ma- power. Yeah, some power, some mystic something. Um, but it just turns out that they kind of just... Show, like some light show like a way to get into Tao Lao. Pretty much. Which is like, I mean, that's a big deal, but at the same time, I don't know that how big of a deal that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they come in and then she dips on my man through the secret door and locks it. Yo, that was cold. Like, after you done beat up your brother, you done beat him up, he kicked him in the nuts, and now shit's going down and you just bounce on him. That's cold. And you, you remember what her excuse for that was? Oh, now you see how it feels? Like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened, though. That's not what happened when at I all. When I left you, you were in relative safety. Yep, straight up. And we're not in danger of dying. <laughs> the, for for all intents and purposes, these ninjas came here to kill us. Right. And you just left me the fuck alone. <laughs> well, we know they came to kill because the Mandarin goes and says, yo, I told them they couldn't kill you if they tried. Yeah. But that almost implies, like, yo, get these by any means. If you can kill them, go ahead. Because... I think under the Mandarin's logic, yo, if you can kill them, then I failed them anyway. That's some messed up logic. Those are his kids, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and he, I mean, he, he shows that he has a warped sense of uh, of love for his children. You know? And a warped sense of family, too. A very warped sense of family. Yeah. Um, but that brings in the next, and, well, yeah, the next uh, fight scene, and... Uh, just as good, if not better, than the bus scene, I think. Oh, on the side of the building? On the scaffolding, yeah. Now, that's really cool with, uh, like, how dope is it to be so confident in your martial arts and your ability that you will fight on the scaffolding, on a bamboo scaffolding of a building? 
I mean, it's been done before, and this is actually where where I got Jackie Chan vibes, because mm-hmm. it's definitely a thing that I've seen Jackie Chan do before. Well, the stuntman Andy Chan used to be on Jackie Chan's uh, stunt team, so okay, that all makes sense. Yeah, but uh, the vibe that I got uh, in terms of the court fighting choreography in general was like a combination of like Jet Li's like targeted like effectiveness with just a touch of the evasive like fight intelligence that Jackie Chan uses in his things like oh no I'm gonna step out of the way and make you smack yourself against the wall that type of stuff so it was just uh it was and a little bit of goofiness just a just a touch but not 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 exaggerated like clownish like like Jackie Chan does and like I feel like a little it was like a little bit of Donnie Wen sprinkled in there too you know Ip Man Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, well, are they using the same? I guess is the basis of his mother's fighting style based on like Wing Chun, yeah. Because uh, almost kind of seems like it with the you know, kind of going with the with the wind and stuff like yeah. that, yeah. It actually probably could be. I mean, I don't know enough about Wing Chun to say definitively, but I'd be something to research. Um, so yeah, that fight scene was dope, and then he also fought the masked man, which I thought would have been again, like I said. I thought that was like gonna be the dude. Yo. And in the trailer, it almost looked like that dude was winning, but he no, he was not winning. He, he got SmackDown put on him, and it, and it was weird to me because like it seemed like he had gad, he was gadgeted up like Batman. You feel me? Right. He threw that exploding uh like shuriken against the window. You know what I'm saying? And that was that was dope. I thought I'm like, okay, we could be about to get a little like a Batman versus a ninja type of fight going on here, and that was just not it. <laughs> He's a cool little character. Yeah, he just got thrown in there. Yeah. He had a very, very untimely ending. <laughs> that he did. Um, so they end up getting captured. They go back to the compound. We find out what the necklaces are for. Right. And uh, uh, we also find out my man Trevor's still alive and kicking. Trevor. Oh, man. Did you see the uh, those short they had put out with him in the jail? No. Okay. Oh, man. You We'll watch, we'll, wrap, we'll watch that after uh, after this, but um, yeah, he's 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 a guy, man. He's a character. He is a character. He was more than a character. Like I was, I couldn't tell you how upset I was in Iron Man three with the fake out, but um, Marvel flipped it. Marvel managed to clean it up. They, they redeemed it a bit, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But oh man, because the Mandarin is like one of the cooler Iron, Iron Man villains from back in the day. And I think that was another decision that they made because they didn't know how to put it on screen so they did the fake out instead yeah i guess um, <laughs> but uh yeah no they they meet up with trevor um and we we get that little faceless creature and the faceless creature comes in now i'm like we just we just hit another territory now because we've crossed from a very very world-based story to now we're in the mysticism realm right like now we're there like uh, it wasn't because before it's like okay kung fu okay yeah she's doing the wind stuff we've seen all these things before okay she jumps kind of high going you know in the rings okay the rings are cool yeah but you know we've seen a little magic before but now we're like okay now we're going into a world with little faceless creatures weird giraffe looking things Yo. and uh the big lion thing i'm sure it has a name and i do not know what they i think they're just lions man you think they're just lions yeah okay I don't. I don't know if they have like a specific a special, like, a special name or a title special for Asian them. Name for 
um, yeah, but just this how lions are like depicted in like old paintings and stuff, old Asian paintings. Well, yeah, so we just jumped into that world. Yeah. Jump into that world. We're there. My man thinks that his wife is behind this big wall that's actually a prison. And so they tell this story about their people that they come from all these different worlds. I'm sure this is going to come back up in MCU. Oh, yeah. Because uh, right? they're basically living in other dimensions. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of seen some of the other dimensions in Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know if there any other people are left because they're saying that this monster kind of hunted them all down. For the most part, yeah. Or did they just get cut off? I I, I don't really remember that 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 much isn't very clear. At but this it moment. sounds like they were they used to be super advanced, and then this monster came, ate a bunch of souls, and they got saved by the dragon. Mm-hmm. And the dragon gave them a gift, um, in order to like defend and stuff like that in case something happens, which is the scales, is which is where Shang Chi gets his like I guess superhero uniform. Yeah, yeah, the superhero uniform look kind of it's fly, it was fly. Yo, for real. And also, uh, Katie Aquafina's character learns how to learns how to use a bow and arrow. Um, now, I get that she had to learn how, to, and then they had to like kind of show like, oh, when she applies herself, she's really dope at things. Yeah. Sorry, they t- she turned into Hawkeye. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> because she needed to shoot that. I mean, granted, the monster's a big monster. Yeah. She precision, she shot the dude's throat. Right in the neck. Right in the neck. And she just learned how to use the bow like a few hours ago. <laughs> Same day. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my, my nitpicking uh, box. Yeah, that, that that is a little hard to suspend disbelief on that. It's much more likely she would just missed and hit the water. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, she's she's Hawkeye now. For okay. real. All right, that's cool. Good job, Katie. Um, I kind of wonder if that's gonna be what her role is gonna be in the future. Is she gonna be a fighter? Is she just gonna be like a friend that pops in every now and then? Uh, I'm thinking there's there's probably gonna be some sort of like maybe training montage or something. Um, she's like a sidekick she becomes more of like a sidekick character like i feel like they're they're giving her the roadie treatment right you know from uh or we should just call it maybe the terrence howard treatment iron man one (laughs) next time baby yeah that next time never came that next time never came for him but uh roadie eventually comes back and becomes you know a major part there's a war machine Mm -hmm. um i feel like they're maybe setting up to do something like that with uh katie's character Maybe next time she'll train up them. They'll make her like, like, I don't know. She'll go and work out, get buff and actually get some Kung Fu lessons. Maybe off camera, she'd have been training with Shang-Chi. She might be just be the arrow girl. I don't know. Well, maybe. <laughs> I think, I think it'd be too much to make her like a, a fighter fighter. Yeah. But I think like if she arrow girl. She could, or she might just straight up end up being the wheel man. Yeah. Just that, that'll be the thing. Oh, well, that's her thing, right? Driving, yeah, yeah. She might be the wheel man, she might just end up doing that. Um, that's entirely possible. Um, uh, what'd you think about uh, uh, Shang-Chi's uh, Kamehameha? I thought it was cool. Um, it looked, it, it looked spectacular, it was visually very, very cool looking. The thing, though, to me, though, uh, and this is probably gonna be a my nitpicky thing, is it's not really established how powerful the Ten Rings are and what they can do. We know you can push it. We know you can throw the rings. And we know that when Shang-Chi gets a hold of it, 
he can like turn into that Kamehameha thing. How, how or like what else can they do? What type of other abilities do they have? They don't really, don't really have a clear sense of that. Right. It, I suppose part of that might be on purpose because you know I guess in that end credit scene they're like yo we have no idea what these things are. Um, they make it a point to say Captain Marvel has never seen anything like that in the universe. Yeah, and they make a point to say that they're not made of vibranium. And right, well you got to because you gotta be like yo this is not part of that. Yeah. Um, Doctor Banner can't figure out anything about him. No. Um, which goes into like one of the theories that I've seen is uh, that they were made by that they're actually Kangs. That would be very cool. And so they're really actually they're not really old per se, but they're from the future. Mm-hmm. And if they're from the future, that would make sense that no one knows how they work. Or, and it could be the fact that yo, know, what they're using them as, they're they, not using them correctly. Right. They're actually they're actually way more powerful than what we're seeing, mm-hmm. right? Um, the example I saw was like if some like uh, Neanderthal found like a shotgun and they just use it as a hammer. Okay, that's actually yeah no that makes sense. Right. So like oh man I discovered this this thing it's very powerful look what I can do with it when really like someone that knows how to use it they'll take it like okay but watch this yeah you know? okay. So, uh, just backstory, uh, Kang has so many different variations, but one of his, one of his variants actually goes back in time and, uh, becomes like a pharaoh in Egypt of sorts. And, okay. um, I forget exactly why he went back in time, but he's back there doing something. Mm-hmm. And so it could be that he left the rings when he went, when he left. Okay. That's entirely a possibility. Cause I- they never tell you where they're found or how they're found. No. So just, that's something else they don't tell you. Just that uh, Shang-Chi's father has had them from like since like the dawn of time or whatever. He was like a warlord. Well, it's, yeah, it's like a le- the legend. Some say he found it in a crater. Some say he found it in some cave. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We do not know. And presuming like, hey, these, these rings let you live for a very long time, possibly forever. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for someone else not to have had them. That's true. Unless they purposely just said, all right. Yeah, and maybe they're not a big deal in Kang's time because maybe in Kang's time it's like, oh yeah, something that makes you live forever. Yeah, it's like you can get that from Walmart, you know, so right? Like Seventy five cents. Well, it's not a big deal. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, that's that's a theory. Who knows? Marvel, Marvel will do their thing, and at this point, since we're in, was this phase four? Mm-hmm. Everything I imagine is going to be kind of revolving around Kang in some sort of fashion. That's entirely, or at possible. least hinting towards him. But you know what I'm thinking. Uh, now that you mentioned the phase four, it could very, very much be uh, a product of something like one of the Eternals left behind. Oh yeah, that could be it too. And maybe we, maybe we see that in the Eternals movie because mm-hmm. Eternals movie was supposed to come out before Shang Chi. It was supposed to come out like, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be it too. Entirely possible. Huh. Well, but we, we will see. I mean, we will see. Um, let's talk about our nitpicks. Nitpicks, nitpicks. Um, hmm. I guess one of mine would be, I wanted more. I want Shane she to be a little bit more of a badass. Like he was cold. Yeah, he was. He was cold, but for someone that's a living weapon, and in the comics, he's like the master of all martial arts. Like yeah, he's he, like that dude. Like no one can best him in martial arts in the comics. The only person that comes close is Danny Rand. Right. Like in the in the comics, he teaches Spider Man how to like. 
move around without his uh, spider, spider sense. sense. He loses spider sense at some point. Like he's that creates dude. the fighting style away of the spider. That's a great comic. Yeah, he's like he's that dude in the comics. So yeah. maybe maybe because this, this is his first movie, you know, this is the origin, so he builds up to that. Maybe. But right now, like I'm looking at him and like I don't know. Is he? You think he's taking Cap? Like without the rings, him versus Cap. I think Cap. Actually, no. I think he couldn't, because uh, Cap is just so much stronger than he is. Yeah, so you know. Like, yeah, but know. in the comics, he he's Cap is light work to him. Yeah, you know. What I'm saying like, I'm like, like just just power scaling, right? Like looking at like who's he fighting that he's like just kicking ass. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Even with the rings, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's taking MCU Cap. He might not be. He could probably take. Well, not probably. He's 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 dog walking Black Widow. Let's be real about it. Oh that. no 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 yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black, <laughs> Black Widow. That's a he might catch a case for that one. <laughs> for real. Uh, and he's he's taken down Hawkeye fairly fairly easily, just off of hands by himself by himself. You know, assuming he can avoid the arrows. Um, uh, Winter Soldier. Mm, I think the Winter Soldier. I think that's up in the air because Winter Soldier is almost as good as Cap as a fighter, right. but he's not quite there, which is why I think Shang Chi might have a chance against him. Black Panther. No. Not right. Not, yeah, not yeah, even close. Yeah, fucking with Chadwick. No. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um. Nah. Yeah. Shang Chi. So I think they could have made him a little doper. Um. On the fighting sense. They definitely could have done that. Um. Ah. Uh, I would have liked to have learned a little bit more about the the big monster at the end. Oh yes, yeah. yes. They didn't really talk to us much about him. I think he was just there to kind of be like menacing. Yeah, he was there yeah. to be menacing in the foil for Shang Chi um, to you know step up, right? Yeah. Uh, also, they so- were snatching souls like they was. I was like, oof. Yeah, they that were kinda, was rough. They were almost a little overpowered because I'm like, well, how do you beat these things? <laughs> yeah, you need the dragon scale there's weapons. So, yeah, there's so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that that would make sense how they, their civilization got demolished because mm-hmm. we were saying initially they didn't have none of those dragon scale weapons. Yeah, those things probably went through a wreck shot. Oh yeah, easily. You can't touch them. Yeah, you can't touch them. You know, big monsters, big monster tentacles. This also might be a little nitpicky. Um... But it kind of bugged me a little bit. Like, how deep was that lake? That didn't make any sense to me. Like, why was he? Why was he in free fall underwater for like ten minutes and not dead? That's a good point. Like, that's a little nitpicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the categories nitpicks. I mean, that's but, a good point. Like that, 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 that bothered me just a little bit because. And he didn't just like he got knocked into that water. Yeah, he got hit with them ten rings. I gotta imagine he had already lost the air out of his lungs even before he landed in the lake. Yo, armor or no? Yeah, he got like he got the wind knocked out. He got the wind knocked out of him, threw underwater, and then fell for like almost ten minutes. He um, was underneath there. This dude's trying to break down this big gate, and he's seeing like critters fly out, like, uh, like Mandarin. Come on, man! I don't Yo. think she's back there. Yeah, but the dragon was dope. The dragon was pretty dope. Yeah, um, and well, looking at the dragon, and the dragon's supposed to be the dude that turned the tide. Was it just one dragon that turned the tide? Because it didn't seem like it seemed like he was having a little bit of trouble with just a few of them. Yeah, like and he's supposed to be the one that like stopped the big one and all the little ones when he showed up. 
So I think they kind of underpowered the dragon. Or maybe they're implying that uh, the time on the other side made the other creature more powerful. Could be. Well, I mean, the idea was they had to bring the soul so it could escape. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, he got gassed up from all the souls that were taken from the fighters. Ah, okay. It juiced him up. That actually makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's that's it for me on the nip picks. What about you? Yeah, that's it for me, too. So, uh, let's go with our... What do you think this movie's impact? This is huge. This is... um. Is this like the first... Well, it's not the first, I guess, really big Asian cultural film. No, but this is... Uh, this is a, the first really large budget um, Asian, like Asian casted movie right. that is meant to be for a huge and plural audience um, for this type of movie. I guess Crazy Rich Asians did it before. Um, well, for like the superhero genre. Yeah, but for absolutely for the superhero genre or action in general, like. You anything else like for like old old kung fu movies or even more the more contemporary ones, um, they were made in like China for like Chinese people, whatever, and then they got they get exported. You know, they're not necessarily made for the U.S. audience. Yeah, which is why a lot of them are just like dubbed. So the or impact subbed. big. Yeah. It's a big impact. We yeah, the, the Asian lead, Asian superhero. Did numbers on Labor Day. I think it's the highest grossing movie on Labor Day mm-hmm. ever. Pandemic True. or no, which is which is crazy because it did it outdid even movies like uh like Suicide Squad, which got a lot of, you know, a lot of pub, a lot yeah. of good stuff from critics. Now, Suicide Squad had a release, you know, on digital you know, on streaming as well as the movies. Which took away from it because I didn't see it in the theaters because I watched it at home. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think, um, and this this also shows that uh, from a big budget studio's perspective, um, that this type of movie can be successful. They did it once, you know, with Black Panther, and it did well. It's like okay, well maybe that was a fluke. Now they did it again. It's not a fluke. Like this type so you of think movie. We'll start seeing like uh, some other type of cultural movies start popping up. Oh, absolutely, because it's. It, it sh- it shows that it pays off. Right. These movies are doing well. Right. It really shows that it pays off. So, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this type of type of thing happening. What do you uh, What do you rating it at? Uh, with movie overall? Yeah. How many kernels are we giving it out of five? Out of five, four and a half. This is up there for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four. Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half is right. Four four range. Um, it's one of the best Marvel movies I've seen. Um, yeah, I haven't. I gotta sit with it a little bit, maybe see it again to see exactly where I put it. But I'm thinking it's gonna be in my top five. Like if I'm gonna rank the Marvel movies. Oh, I think it's up there for me already. I, don't, I, I intend to see it again as well. Um, but I don't think I need to, uh, to to to. I don't think I need to to get it up in my top five. I feel like it's there. No, it's in my top five. I'm just I, where it is exactly in top Ooh, five. Okay. I gotta I gotta figure out. That's that's actually a very good point. Um, yeah. Just, just, uh, but yeah, it's absolutely in the top five. It's like, it's a great movie. Plots, plot is on point. They had coming of age story. They did well. Mm-hmm. The villain, they did well. Um, I'm looking forward to see more from uh, Shang-Chi and how he starts relating. Like, I'd like to see him interact with other Avengers now. 
I think it's going to be great. Well, especially like the newer Avengers, right? I think now they're putting together a new team. You know. So it's going to be what? Uh, Sam Wilson is Captain America. You got the Winter Soldier with him. I'm, a, I'm imagining now that since they're not going to, it doesn't sound like they're going to recast Chadwick, Shuri's probably going to be the new Black Panther. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Uh, as far as I know now, right, like, unless unless they do end up walking that back and do recast them. Because um, I did see something where, like, uh, they did, like, you know, one of them deep fakes. But uh-huh. the deep fake looked really good with uh, John David Washington. He, like, kind of fixed it. But I think if they do recast, it'll be an African actor. Like, if I was if I was Disney and I was going to recast, I'd go with an African actor. Just That's a very good Because uh, it would be idea. hard for other people to argue. Like, you can't, like, mm-hmm. it would be hard for people to knock them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know of any crazy, talented African actors. I mean, I know some, I know some that could probably do it. Um, just from watching like the little South African shows on Netflix. Okay. I got some pics. Oh yeah, no, you were absolutely right. I've seen yeah. a couple of those too. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, because I, I was thinking about, it, I'm like, man, maybe that dude could kind of pull up because you know you do some training, you know, and, and with the with the money, the amount of money involved, and the you know all the people involved, they can make they it can work. They yeah. can make it work. Um, but even if you find another African actor that. There's not many actors in general, African or otherwise, on par with Chadwick Boseman. Well, well the, the idea wouldn't be to, to like replace them per se, right? Yeah. You got, you got all the variations of Batman. Like some of them are, you know, some are better than others, right? But all of them are better than George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> but you still do it. Yeah. Um, and then you got Riri Williams that's gonna be in Black Panther too. Okay, so there that that is a hundred percent. Oh, that's, that's confirmed. She she her character is in it, right? Okay. They 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 filmed it at MIT, um, which is of course where she builds the Iron Man armor. Mm. Um, she has some type of interaction with Shuri. Okay. Now I don't know if she's appearing there with the armor, blah 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 blah, but her character is being introduced as someone that exists in the MC, Riri Williams. Okay. Um, okay. We know she's getting a Disney Plus TV show. Ironheart, yeah, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, no, uh, it'll be dope to see where that goes. Um, and I just really, because Marvel is just such a, a a vast place with heroes and different characters. I just can't wait to see what else they decide to bring in. Um, I don't know if you ever read uh, Moon Girl and Do- uh, the Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with her character. She's a really smart girl. Yeah. yeah. She's like uh, what the the first or second smartest person on the planet, mm-hmm. which constantly shifts in the comic universe. But yeah, I mean the, the power rankings for the smart people. Yeah, um, but I, I think if they if they ever introduce her, that'd be really cool to see. It would be cool, but introducing the giant T Rex might be a little difficult, money wise. Uh, it wouldn't be that expensive, uh, considering what they're spending on CGI already. Yeah, you know, it would definitely be like a movie. I think they think they could do Disney Plus. They, they could they could make a series out of it. I think. Um, well, I guess uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the one with the kids? The Runaways. The Runaways. They had a little dinosaur. They have a dinosaur, and that's a whole character. Yeah. yeah. So they could make it happen. They could definitely make it happen. Um, All right. Well, shoot. This was a this was a good little pie, man. Good little review on Shang Chi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, for real, this time. Next episode, 
we going to break down Spawn. And we're going to go back to these 90s movies. <sighs> Spawn. Yeah. You know, I, re- I liked it. I got it. I got to tell you I liked it. It's bad, though. It's, it's bad. I liked it when I saw it as a kid. I mean, when we start talking about uh, graphics. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, we'll get we'll get, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to it in the next episode. But, yeah. Uh, for real this time we will be reviewing Spawn the next time uh, you guys hear from us alright y'all well we gonna sign off again this is Nick Jones this is Jonathan thank you very much for listening pour out the popcorn